very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we're excited to bring you yet another happy edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by First Code Management Services. Industry, they say, get it right. And also brought to us by Lancaster University. They boast of being one of the only British university campuses in all of West Africa. My name, as always, is Yabanafu, and I'm excited to bring you today's edition of Masterclass. Now, there's some brilliant news for you if you're an entrepreneur. The onset of COVID and a lot of things today are helping a lot of young people to set up their own businesses and become entrepreneurs. If you've set up your business, you've been in operation, you're a young setup. And when I say young, not only by age, but also by number of years of operation. There's an opportunity for you to interact with other young entrepreneurs just like yourself and to learn some lessons. Oftentimes, one of the things that bedevil our business owners and entrepreneurs is that when they start to work, when they start their business and they hit a rough patch, things become difficult. Then they give up. And so statistics will tell us that a lot of young businesses which are set up do not survive the first five years. On Saturday, 25th of September, which is just this Saturday, on the third floor of the APSA Bank building at the coastal junction on the Spintex Road, there is an opportunity for you to interact. There's going to be a business cocktail, business cocktail set up specially for young entrepreneurs to interact. And the host of that event will be our one and only Abeku Santana Agri, media personality Abeku Santana Agri, is going to be hosting and speaking on that topic. And along with him on that panel, he's also going to be having Mabel Simpson. Mabel has been here on Masterclass. He's also a young entrepreneur, started here in Ghana a few years ago, and does brilliant products, shoes and bags made from Ghanaian fabric. You definitely want to be a part of that conversation. Because this is so important and want to help your business grow, on the show today here in Masterclass, we're giving away up to 10 tickets 10 tickets to be a part of that show again on Saturday, 4 p.m., third floor of the APSA building, Coastal Estate um, on the Spintex Road. 10 tickets we're giving away here on the show. Do not miss it. If you send us a, a comment, you stand to win. You stand a chance to win. If you give us a call when we get interactive, you stand a chance to win. So do take advantage of this and help your businesses grow. Saturday, 25th September, third floor, APSA building, Spintex Road, Coastal Estate. Don't miss out. 10 tickets are ready to go today. Right, so we continue with that conversation. Um, Dr. Mapakwansa, I'm excited that you're back because every time you know I, I watch the video all over again, I find that we had so much to share and so little time to do it. Mm-hmm. Last week, we had a lot of tools. Yes. We're able to go through only about five or so yes. of them. Yes. Um, today, we're going to be looking at strategic thinking. Okay. I've seen the content. And for those of you who have joined us, we'll be streaming live on Facebook as well. So if you like to take notes, by all means, follow our slides on Facebook, and then you can take some notes as well. I'm tempted to say let's do a quick recap, but <laughs> there's so much for today also. Yes. So um, let's round off the conversation from last week, if you will, just about three minutes, okay, and so, dovetail into today. And when we yeah. end and we have a bit of time, then you can go back and touch on some yes, of those. Yes. Well, so just a quick round. Yeah. We started the journey by, well, the broad theme is to look at strategy, which is very too broad to look at, but our attempt was to find a way to make it relevant to the class of people we know listen to this show. So we started off at the introductory stage, basically trying to explain what it is and then making an effort to let us see that it's not so strange 
if you put your mind to it, it's that simple. Mm. So we just try to say that, well, um, at this point here, I want to get to this point. Mm. Whatever thing you do in between to help you to move from here to here is what we call your, your strategy. Mm. Because between your current stage and your disaster state is what we call the strategic gap. So everything you do that can help you to get to the disaster state is basically strategy. That's what we sought to do the first day. Then what we did was to come back and say, so if you want to formulate a strategy, what is the process that you follow? Mm. So we shared some steps that should guide our uh, anybody who wants to do this. And I remember we also made a point that you may not have to go through step by step like the way we presented it. It could be eclectic, it could be a bit of iterative, depending on your situation, but at least you should be guided that a good strategy for goes through that kind of process. A certain specific process. Exactly. Then last week, we looked at strategic tools. And strategic tools are basically framework or models or business models that help you to execute your strategy. So depending on your circumstance or where, what you are seeking to achieve or the level at which you find yourself in the growth of your business, certain tools can help you. So what I did was I made a list of, a whole list of them, then we went through to discuss some of them. I think that on this platform, even though we promised last week that we'll go into it, I think we still would look a bit exhaustive. So we may want to leave it here, but in case somebody should come up with a question Mm. later on, we may want to address that. But what we are saying basically is that for whatever thing you want to do, there are certain tools that have been formulated and tried and tested tools already. So you can pick some of them and let them guide you in formulating your strategy. Today, what we are looking at is to look at what we call strategic thinking. And next week, God willing, we shall look at some case studies in Ghana so that we can see certain people, certain organizations and what they have done and how they have achieved the level that they are. And, of course, that can help us to learn a few lessons. So when we say strategic thinking, what exactly are we talking about? What we are saying is that you must think strategically, which means that try as much as possible and position yourself in a way that can help you to see the bigger picture in terms of what you really want to do. So I was inspired by the news item, you know, Joy Business Van, we were talking about Ripco, and the man said that in those days I saw that Ghanaians were not interested or were not having access or were, not, were virtually not represented within the mining industry. So I decided that I will find myself there. The next thing was that what can I do? So he said he went online and tried to connect by sending emails to certain companies that are in the mining value, value chain. And then they said that we have local persons and we can actually be your local reps. Out of that, the rest is the story. And now we are talking about, we are trying to celebrate the company mm-hmm. even today. So what am I trying to say? This man saw an, an opportunity. He was able to see the bigger picture. In that time, and I saw, in the, I heard in the news item, even they describing how we had political instability at the time. And not, so it's like he looked at the bigger picture and he decided to plug himself in. So what we are saying is that for you to 
be able to think. In fact, thinking strategically means that it's by that thoughts or by that ability, you are now put in a position to formulate better strategies, right? So it is more like having a rational thought around the circumstances that you find yourself in, taking into consideration all the variables that play within the environment and seeing where you can situate your business in a way that can help you to achieve that takes a advantage certain... advantage of the opportunities that exist. Exactly. So you can take advantage of the... I mean, achieve the vision that you want to achieve. So basically, that is what we are looking at. So you'll, you'll be interested in the economical issues, employment issues, skills available, business opportunities, threats. You'll be interested in all of that. So if you see... I'm not sure the kind of slide, the, which slide is being shown, but I intentionally put a picture there with a lady looking onto a board. Mm. And on the board, you see um, a sticky notes. And the sticky notes are representing the various variables and dynamics within the bigger environment. And she is standing outside looking at it. She has a better view of of the, of, of the, of the circumstances within the environment. That helps you to take proper decision so basically this is what we are talking about and if you recall on the first day i said our strategy is at different levels we have the corporate level the business level and the functional level this is what you normally see in most business schools uh, i mean textbooks or even in most business schools this is what they will tell you and a lot of the time firms are fixated around this but i remember i made a point that personal strategy is as critical as the corporate, the um, business, and the functional strategy. So the point is that at all these levels, it is individuals who fill those roles. So if you are a C-suite officer of, a, of, of an organization and you don't have the ability to think strategically, you, can do, you can't do much for the, for, the, for the firm. Your value will not be that, that strong. So in fact, for you to qualify to be part of what you call the strategic management, the C-suite level, the board of directors, the corporate thinkers for the organization, you should have trained yourself to acquire the, some strategic thinking abilities. Yeah. That can help you to make decisions that have future value. You can understand data, you can understand circumstances and predict, make, make assumptions and predictions that can have value for the organization in, in, in the future. So you need to train yourself to be able to think in that manner to be able to see that. So what I did was that it's a very broad thing. I want to reduce it into a very simple form. So I call something the four E's of our strategic thinking. If you are able to, at least, uh, however you see it, these four E's would apply in a way. So we have acumen, we have action, we have adversaries, we have action. Now, let us explain these four A's. These four A's, what, your proper understanding and how to apply them will help you to think strategically. So now let's go into these uh, four A's one by one. Now, what are we saying? The first one is adversary. Adversary has to do with understanding your combatants, your opponents, and understanding. Look, in business... If you are the only player in a very monopolistic environment where you are the only player within the economy, whatever you say is your strategy will work because people don't have options. Nobody has an option. You yourself, whatever you do will work because at, the people have no alternative. But in the situation whereby people have alternative and especially where the alternatives 
are interested in the same customers you are interested in, then there can be a conflict. In that instance, you are you need to, as a matter of agency, to think or do your things with the adversary in mind. Now, let me go. Maybe another time on masterclass, we can look at competitive management or looking at the whole competitive environment and how businesses have to respond to competition and all of that. But the point is that as far as strategy is concerned, you cannot succeed without a fairer understanding of your competitors. And the competitors, you have, we have it in different kinds. You have direct competitors and all. I was having a conversation with a client and then I explained another aspect of competition that they had never looked at. And I was a, a bit surprised that it was new. So I want to share that here. Competition can even be what, what we call, I mean, for want of a better expression, budget competition. So as a, as a person, you have several needs and you cannot satisfy all of them with the resources you have. So you prioritize. That's why in economics they say scale of preference. What if your product is at normal eight? If the person's money can only afford him up to number four, you don't come in. So it means that in working on, and the other time we discussed market definition as one of the business strategical, strategic tools. In defining who your customers are, you even need to find a way to make your product so important to your customers or your targets to the extent that they can bring it up on their scale of preference. If you don't do that, even if they like it, even if they are preferred your target customers and they don't have the resources to come all the level to point eight, they may never buy your item. So it's a whole big thing. So that's why I started off by saying that you cannot succeed or where you are alone, whatever you do would work. But in the situation whereby the reality is that you are not the only player on the market, you need to have better understanding of what your competitors are doing. So companies that are doing well always study their competitors very well. And they can give you ideas, even trying to understand your competitors. A focus on your, on, on your target customers can even give you ideas. Because your customer satisfaction can be contingent on what they have seen your competitor do. And you cannot force them not to taste your competitors. So you must be thinking about what your competitors are doing. So I put this one, I said that you've got a goal to achieve. Your competitors' work would impede your way. So you need to think strategically. So thinking strategically in this sense means that you understand what your competitors are doing. You are in a position to make predictions to some accurate level as to what they are likely to do in the future. And that informs you on what to do such that your business will achieve your set targets. So that's the point that I'll make as far as the adversary is concerned. And that is the first A. The second A is acumen. Acumen has to do with insight. Insight means that you, are, you possess some knowledge beyond the surface level. You should be able to see when somebody has knowledge, let's say you think of fishermen. If a fisherman is standing by the seashore and trying to throw, in tardy, we call it ankoba, mm-hmm. the hook, he throws the hook. Is it hook and what? Hook and, well, he throws the hook into the sea or into the water, river, whatever, and he's trying to trying to pick it. In fact, the fisherman is not in a position to have very impressive harvest because he's only using a hook. The hook can do maybe one at a time. 
right? And it's not deep. So we call something light fishing. It's not like so deep. It's not going deep. But think of the guy who is able to go deep, submarine, who is going deep, deep, deep in the sea. He sees so much. He has better insight. He can see well and can attract better fishes. So what I'm saying is that you need insight. I've even talked about the fact that you need to understand your competitors. How do you understand them? You need insight. The insight is very broad. Insight about the broader environment, how the geopolitics work. For instance, you want to work in Ghana. You need to understand the the regulatory environment. Um, In the strategic tools, there is something called a pestle. You need to understand the economic environment, even climatic environment. You need to understand all of these things to help you to know when to come out and what to do at what point in time. So insight is very, very, very important. And the thing about insight is that, you see, sometimes the same information that is available to all of us, how you can understand it and put two or three variables together in a way that can help you to generate a novel result is what will make you stand out. Because recently, even in the Joy FM news, they were talking about um, the, some except of the, of the census. So information has come up. They are saying that some parts of, of Ghana, in Kumasi, for instance, they are saying there are more buildings that are not completed, right, than everywhere else in Ghana. This is an information. It can be a business information for somebody. We have heard this, but somebody can look at it and come up with a product that can assist all the people who have uncomplete. He can go there and find out what is the case. Is it that they don't have money to complete the building or what, what are ha- hampering them from completing the building? Because nobody wishes to put up a structure without completing it. Just leave it there. And when you leave it there and it is not in proper use, you are losing money, especially exactly. if you have a commercial mind putting up that building. So somebody can listen to this, listen to what I'm also saying now, now put it together and come up with a product. So we have insight. Now we talk about brands like Glovo, and even Uber and all of that, how did they come about? Do you get it? How did these things come about? They would have come about as a result of somebody picking up insights within the environment. So the one who is able to put together all the variables within the environment in a way that can make a business sense, in a way that can help him to understand the circumstances or the context better than competitors could have an edge. Having knowledge or information about your process that... Not everyone has access to Yes, so the way you understand it and the way you look at it. So you see, when, as we are sitting here, it depends on the interpretation that you put on what you see. Like they say, a bottle can be either half full or half empty. empty, So it depends on the eye that is the brain and how that is trying to connect all of it with all the forces within the environment. So it is about doing that that helps you to gain the acumen. Like the man said, I realize that mining is a big thing. Ghanaians are not involved. There is political instability, which means that a company in U.S., Europe, anywhere which is interested, is not willing to fully come and establish because we don't know when the next coup d'etat will destabilize the system. So he sits down and says, ah, putting all of these things together, let me rather contact them and take the local risk. And then, so you get it. So he tapped it. He tapped into the value chain at a point that others were not willing to come in, and that helped him to establish a business that has become a force to reckon with today. So that's the point about mm-hmm. gathering insight. The next issue has to do with allocation. Allocation has to do with 
your resources that you have and how you try to apply the resources in a way that can give you a strategic advantage. Let me try and explain what I'm trying to say. Typically, an organization has several, several resources. The resources could be financial, there could be the network, the people you know, there could be um, fi- uh, mineral resources. When I say, I, I mean, you know what I mean, I mean physical, mineral resources. Yeah. There could be um, skills, it could be land, whatever you have. These are resources. How you apply them, mm. how you apportion them in a way that can give you results. Somebody can have five workers. Another person can have two workers. But the one who has two workers can apply the two workers in a way that can give him more profits than the one who has five workers. Exactly. So that, is, that has to do with the allocation of the resources. So actually being able to achieve any target depends on how you apply it. For instance, coming here, there were a couple of things I needed to do. I needed to ask myself, how many minutes do I have and how can I achieve? So I even had to fall on Google, uh, what's the name, Google, um, the Google map check how many minutes it would take me from my location to this place and then check how many minutes it would take me to go and sign a form somewhere in cantonment. I had to balance all of that. What I was trying to do was that I was trying to properly apportion my critical resource at the time, which is time, to make sure that I can meet certain goals and then satisfy all ends. So I was able to fall on Google, which is also a resource for me, the Google map, in this way, case is a resource, and then make sure that they help me to make a critical decision around my time as to how I should move around things. So it is very much important that firms should understand how to apportion the resources, and especially entrepreneurs who want to start up businesses. Sometimes people say, I don't have money, I can't start. Sometimes it's not all just about money. And there are those who, even when they have the money, they don't know how to spend the money spread it over the various uh, cost centers so by the time they are they, they realize they could have, they could have certain raw materials in excess when they don't need but they don't have money to do something else if you permit me i'll try and explain it assuming that right. you want to you want to produce let's say soap right you need to buy certain raw materials maybe you also need to buy um, bottles to put in so you want to buy all the raw materials. And maybe what you had done is that you have bought raw materials that could produce, let's say, 200 bottles for you. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you don't have capacity to sell 200 bottles in one month. You have, let's say, you know that you can sell just about 50 or 60 or, let's say, 100 bottles in one month. So why didn't you buy 100 bottles and then make sure that you limit the raw materials to what can help you to produce 100 bottles so that you can buy your corrugated boxes that you can put it in and take it to supply. You need to put all of these things into perspective. So if you don't do it, you can start off the project and realize that midway you cannot continue. You have failed to properly apportion your resources. And there is a biblical connotation to it which says that when you are coming to build a house, who would not first of all check whether he's got what it takes to start and complete. Do you get it? So in that that scripture, what it was saying is that we must make sure that we properly apportion the resources that we have in a way that can help us to meet our targets fully. So that has to do with the third third A. The last A has to do with action. Action is getting the work done. 
What we know... No long talk. Yes. <laughs> what we know is that there is a gap. There is a gap between... Between... Um, how do I put it? What people aspire to do mm. in terms of what people have set up as objectives and exactly what they see on the ground being done on day-to-day basis. We have seen that, um, I mean, that there is that gap. What I'm trying to say is that mostly when, what people say we want to do is not the same as what they do on the ground. So we need to be watchful to ensure that whatever we have put in as a plan is actually being done on the ground. And of course, you need to make room for amendments when you realize that what is being done is not leading to helping you to achieve a result. Or there have been some contextual um, occurrences that has made what you planned to do two weeks ago non uh, irrelevant today. Mm. Then you can make some kind of adjustments in the moment to help you to ensure that every single action that you take goes to contributing towards meeting the ultimate vision. So these four things properly applied can help people to think in a more strategic way, which means that people can see the picture in a better way and be able to um, take action or decide now Mm -hmm. certain things that must be done that can have impact, desired impact in the future. So basically, that's what I would say for now when... So straight to the point. I was going to say that we have strategically presented strategic thinking. Oh, interesting. (laughs) That's that's a conversation we had earlier on Masterclass Mm -hmm. um, back in the, I think, about two years ago. And in that conversation, it was about appropriating resources as an entrepreneur. Yes. And the resource person um, did mention very strongly that there are companies who appropriate their resources. And I use the word in quotes because it could mean anything. Yeah. So that they're able to create a situation where at the end of the month, Mm -hmm. they've done a lot of business, Mm -hmm. but they have no money to pay their workers. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that is wrong. hold that thought for me because, you see, you've done your business. There's value in the system, but there's no liquidity. Yes. So as an entrepreneur, you're managing liquidity. You're managing your resources. You're managing your time. You're managing everything else. You are even managing the satisfaction of your workers. So if you were able to break good deals Mm. and you couldn't pay your workers... Mm. What you do is that you put your bus- you endanger your business, and then again you also make your workers dissatisfied. Those who hold are dissatisfied. Thought, hold okay. that thought for me, because I want us to dwell a bit more on it so that okay. people understand that I'm not just here to make profit, but I'm managing a complete. It's circle. a whole ecosystem. Exactly. Yes. A complete ecosystem. Yeah. If you just tune in, this is Masterclass. We're going to be getting interactive very shortly. We're here talking about strategic thinking in our series on strategy. We're going to be opening the phone line shortly, but before we do that, we take a quick message. We'll be right back. favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention, everyone. Class is in progress. 
Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass, and we continue our conversation on strategy here in the studio with us. We're, we're privileged to have Dr. Kwanza back with us in this conversation. We're going to be opening the phone lines right now so we get interactive. Numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on 0551111997. Today, we'll share some thoughts on strategic thinking. If you've been following us, um, there are videos available on our Facebook page as well. By all means, to pick up that phone, give us a call. How are you running your business? How are you thinking strategically for your business? We want to hear your thoughts. And also, again, today, I have 10 tickets, up to 10 tickets to give away. And these are tickets to a business conversation for young entrepreneurs. Young here, not necessarily in terms of your age, but young in terms of the age of the business that you set up. There is a business forum coming up on the Spintex Road, third floor of the APSA building at the Coastal Estate Junction on the Spintex Road, this Saturday, 25th September at 4 p.m. Your host for that show will be Abeku Santana Agri, one of our very own, and he'll be sharing thoughts with Mabel Simpson, who's also an entrepreneur and started right here on Masterclass. You don't want to miss that. Go and spend some time with them. It's a business cocktail. There'll be free drinks. There'll be free snacks. But most of all, there'll be free ideas to share. Mm -hmm. And there are tickets available for that conversation today. You pick up that phone, you give me a call, 0302216541, and you win yourself a ticket to be a part of that conversation. So pick up that phone, send us your comments on Facebook, on WhatsApp, um, pick up that phone, give us a call, and you win a ticket. Ten tickets to give away today. We are interactive right now. 0302216541 or 0551111997. Ten tickets to give away. I'm waiting for you to get in touch. So, Doc, while we're waiting for um, our callers to call through and mm-hmm. our comments to come on, on social media, again, the, the scenario that I give, you know, at the end of the month, entrepreneur has worked his resources and everything. He's got great value in the system. Mm-hmm. Pipelines, they call them. These days, they yes. call them pipelines. Yes. You know, some very strategic talk. Yes. But there's no liquidity. Yeah. And they can't pay salaries. Mm-hmm. But you did mention that an entrepreneur manages an ecosystem. Yes. Let's dwell a bit more on that yes. to just drive so, home the point that you just talked about. When, when you are running a business and you cannot pay salaries, for instance, but let's say you have good pipelines and um, you have things are going well, that's is a sign that you have not thought properly well. In this, in this case, you have failed in thinking strategically because your workers are essential resource for making, for the success of the business. In a situation whereby your workers are not happy or your workers are hungry, you see, sometimes some of them can steal some of mm. them can decide to leave. When they steal, you lose resources, you see. And sometimes you should be worried if somebody's working with you and you have not paid a pe- person for four years, five years, eh, sorry, four months, three months, two months, six months, and the person is still working with you. The person <laughs> comes to work every day. You should be worried. You should be worried, especially when they are not even complaining. An easy count. Yes, it means that there is something in there that they are getting. And that could be something that is hurting you indirectly. So mm. you should be worried about that. Two, you risk losing your resources. And you see, when you train somebody, when somebody understands the way you do your business, mm. right, and later the person leaves and you have to bring in a new person all the time, you lack institutional memory, you lack experience, and, and that doesn't help the business to move on. So you need to understand that it's important to look at it well. That's why... That's just about one side of it. Mm. Sometimes you, you, can, you can pay your workers well and you don't have, let's say, liquidity to do 
something that is immediate. Mm. Or you can fully pay your uh, electricity bill and then they'll come and cut it. So you need to make sure that the, the resources have been properly apportioned mm. in a way that gives you value. So at, the point, at, at every point in time, you must be minded by the fact that there is a target to achieve mm. and by the fact that if you don't act well, your competitors will overpower you. So you need to make sure that the resources have been put together well. So these five things, uh, these four things that we talked about being adversaries, acumen, allocation, and insight. No, adversary, acumen, allocation, and action. Actually, when you yeah. properly put them together, it puts you in a position that makes you look at the picture well and you are able to drive the business towards the direction that you are looking for. Mm. And when you know that, or when you realize that there is a need for a change in direction, that decision is flawless because you are properly guided because you are in a position to see everything. Think of it like Big Brother. Mm. They are showing Big mm-hmm. Brother. The Big Brother eye sees everything. And there could be conversations in the house mm-hmm. that the people who are there don't see. Yeah. But the Big Brother who sees everything is able, and if the Big Brother wants even to confuse the housemates, mm-hmm. he knows what to do because he has got an insight in the house that the rest of the people there don't see. Mm-hmm. What you seek to, you desire to achieve as a business leader mm-hmm. is to be able to be in a position whereby you can see the entire picture mm-hmm. in a way that can help you to make decisions that are flawless. You know, it's it's interesting um, that, okay, so there's a comment on social media. This is from Na. Na, how are you doing? Thank you for reaching out. So Na is my first, um, should I say, contact to win a ticket for the show on the Spintex Road. Na says, please, I'm interested in a ticket. It's in my hood, no. <laughs> Na, I want to hear your voice. So even though I've given you a ticket, please pick up that phone and give me a call or ask me a question. So I've got nine more tickets to go. It's a business conversation, business cocktail on the Spintex Road this Saturday, 25th September at 4 p.m., third floor, APSA building, on the Spintex Road. You, you don't want to miss it. It's a conversation. Abeiku Agri Santana is going to be there with Mabel Simpson and share some thoughts to make your business better. You talk about allocation. There are two yeah. things I want us to dwell on just um, in okay. this conversation. And uh, again, we're waiting for the phone lines to ring. Numbers to call 0302216541. I have a lot of tickets to give away. So pick up that phone, give me a call, and I'll give you a ticket for that, um, for that event. It's important to know your adversary. And even mm-hmm. Sanchu talks about it. Yeah. Your competitors. Yes. Just very briefly. We've talked about it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But to be able to think strategically, we say here that looking at the four A's, you must know them. Yes. What are the key points you will say? You, let's not dwell on it too much. Mm-hmm. That any business person should seek to know about mm-hmm. their competitor. Okay. So you need to understand your competitor's products mm. and um, what you do what you call benchmarking. Right? right. Benchmarking is when you put your product side by side your competitor's own. And you try to establish two things, what we call point of difference and point of parity. Mm-hmm. Point of parity is the point at which you can say that we are equal with our competitors on this variable, on this variable, on that variable. So that is point of parity. Now, the point of difference is to say, ah, my competitor has this and I don't have this, or I have that and my competitor doesn't have mm-hmm. this. Now, this is the point. You do not argue or you do not compete mm-hmm. at the point that you and your competitor are the same. Hold that thought for me. Okay. Caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name is... Good afternoon, Chief. I hope you're doing well. Yes, I'm doing well. Your name, where you're calling from, sir? This is Ajiman, calling from Tama. Oh, Ajiman Joseph. How are you, my brother? I'm very well. I hope you're doing well. Before you continue, you've won my second ticket. I've got eight more tickets to go. I hope I'll see you there. Definitely. <laughs> okay, talk to me, my brother. 
Yeah, um, I want to ask, in, in the business, if you want to register, I mean, you get nicknames and, I mean, labels. If I want to expand my business and the programs, I'm looking for labels. I mean, do I need to go and look at, look at it in a way that uh, this label or this design has been used by someone already? I mean, the legality, how do you right. go about it? Because if you talk about uh, the interest symbols or GMS symbols, it's not for anybody. It's our Ghanaian symbols. But mm. is it something that someone can use it already? So you need to seek permission for a person, or you can also use it for your name. It is not going to create any problem for you. That's fine. Thank you so much. For, for Na and for Joseph, who have won tickets, you can pick up your tickets at the front office. Um, front desk of Joy FM after the show. Quickly, he wants right. to know that if I'm setting up a company, I'm branding... Um, okay, let's hold that thought. But his question was that, what do I do? Do I yes. need to check if someone has standing before? I've yeah. got another caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from, sir. Um, Julius, calling from Sarai Julius, what's your surname, please? Julius, you Okay, Julius, you've won my third ticket. After the show, please come to the front desk of Joy FM. And you can pick up your third ticket. I hope I'll see you there on Saturday. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you so much. Talk to me, Julius. Thank you. Well, I appreciate the, the point listed for strategic thinking. And what I can say about knowing your competitors is summarized in your business plan. So as an entrepreneur, you need a business plan which clearly states who your competitors are and your marketing tools to overcome your competitors. So knowing them, you know, okay, what tool do I use to get to my targeted market and to outweigh my competitors in the market? Thank you very much. Right, okay. So that was uh, Julius's comment there. Yeah. Um, so let's yeah, try and answer those that, very that, quickly that's, for them. I just think very he was making a contribution. Yes, indeed. And what he was saying is in tandem with what I was saying before. Mm. So I could um, just address the the logo issue and then yes. quickly come back and then talk about this. Or oh, there is something else. There is on social media. Okay. I've got Okraku Victoria. You're my fourth winner for uh, my ticket to the business show today on the Spintex Road. So, Victoria, please pick up your tickets at the front desk after the show. It says, I'm an avid listener of JB Masterclass. It's very educative. Keep it up. My name is Victoria Okraku, and I operate a business service center. Victoria, thank you for listening. Um, keep talking to us. So, let's okay. answer um, um, yeah, so the first question. The issue about registering is important because um, you would, what, the last thing you would want is to come up with your design and then you'll be told to stop it because it's conflict with somebody's own. But this mm. is the principle you need to get. You need your label to be unique on the market so that people will not confuse you mm-hmm. for something else. So that it is actually in your own interest to ensure that whatever label that you come up with is unique on the market. Mm-hmm. So this is what you do. You have to do a lot of research. So assuming it's from what he said, assuming it is drink you are producing and you are trying to come up with a label, go to where they sell drinks, mm. visit supermarkets, and then see them. And let the, what you have seen guide you on the, uh, uh, such that whatever you come up with is unique. But you should be guided by one thing. In, in every business, eh, there, is, there is what we call category, product, product category. What you also don't want is to say, because I want to look unique, you, your product is, let's say, a drink, 
drink that people drink, mm -hmm. but people think of it as soup. So, do you get the point I'm making? Because perception yes, you, can become exactly, reality. Exactly, based on the name. So, for instance, there is something that I don't know how it came about. But in my mind, I think Parazone came into the system with a Parazone. And people, it became so popular to the extent that Bleach was known as Parazone. So other competitors came to the market and they added zone, zone, zone to it. So when you add the zone to your name, it just helps you to establish yourself within the category so that somebody doesn't think of your product as something else. Because that's important. Yes. I've got Edmond on, on social media. Edmond says, a good presentation on strategic thinking. What should be the critical factors that should influence the effective and efficient allocation of resources? in this strategic thinking process. Edmond Awaiti. Edmond, you're my winner number five. So you've taken my fifth ticket for today. See you on Saturday, a third floor, Absa Building, Spring Text Road, Coastal Estate. Be at that conversation and let's share some thoughts. So at the end of this conversation, come to the front desk of Joy FM and uh, mention that you won this ticket on Masterclass. He wants to know what are the critical factors um, in, in resource allocation. Okay, so your resources help you to actually achieve your objective. Mm. So you should be you should know that if you don't apply the resources well you cannot get there. Right? Now what is the point here? The point there is something that I wrote that I want mm. to share. What I said is that having the most resources mm. guarantees nothing. It's how you apply them. Yes. But how you apply them. So I said but its judicious application is the critical thing. Fair point. Very fair point. How you apply it. I've got uh, Joseph Menu from Achimota Penko. Joseph, you're my winner number six for my sixth ticket on the show today. We'll see you on Saturday, third floor, Absa Building, Spintex Road. Great conversation with Abeku Santana, I agree. Don't miss out. After the show, come to the front desk and pick up your ticket. Joseph says, your guest is actually hitting the nail on our heads. I love the topic, strategic thinking. I started a business, left it in the hands of someone, and he actually failed me. Should I start with the same name again or rebrand it before I come out? Okay, Joseph so Atimoto. if the name has been tainted, mm. if the name is associated and is seen or perceived as something that I cannot trust, I mean, I'm speaking from a customer's perspective. Mm. If your customers cannot trust the name, if, if, if the name has been tainted, if the name has been in, in, involved in some fraudulent deals, then it could make sense to, what, to change it. But if it is the fact that the business didn't do well, but there are some positives that are associated with the name, you can decide to carry on the same name or try to tweak it by way of, let's say, changing your logo or your colors and then going with it. I would say that if, if you think that you want to start afresh, you can begin afresh. If, if the same customer group don't need the name for any reference, mm. then you can just decide that you are starting everything all afresh. But by all means, make sure that however you come out, it doesn't adversely affect what you're doing. Yes. I've got Derek from Laboni. Derek says, Derek, you're my winner number seven. I've got three more tickets to give out. Winner number seven, pick up your ticket at the end of the show at the front desk of Joy FM. See you on Saturday at that business conversation. I have a business and also a corporate person too. Mm -hmm. And the business is far from my office. So I don't really get time for the business. Until recently, I made a cousin take over. And so I want to ask, what can I do to make this business productive? Um, seeing as you're giving us all this information at the highest level. Derek from Laboni. Okay. So um, uh, uh, two things. First of all, know that it's a risk employing anybody to handle your business for you in your absence. You need to make sure that you have put in systems that can help you to track mm. 